Hello, everyone. I'm Chris White. And I am Stevens Brown. And we're from Tap Pest Control Installation. And thanks once again for downloading our podcast. We're so glad you took some time to listen to us today. Yeah, so back at it again. We've got a... We've got an interesting topic, and and this is a little different from the usual. It's it's more of a uh, what is it? What would you call it? More of a strategic um, strategic outlay for a homeowner, so to speak. We uh, yeah, I think it has a lot to um, what the what the homeowner is going to expect when you get there to do a job, right? Yeah, so we, we Chris and I, we get a lot of phone calls, some from homeowners, but a lot of from reps, and they say, do, do you have anything, you know, that kind of helps settle or, you know, helps kind of lay the foundation for expectations of, like, the scope of the job? So a lot of homeowners get excited when they get sold, the, you know, sold the job, they understand about the product, they look forward to it, but they – Sometimes we found that there's a gray area of kind of understanding what all goes on, right? A little bit of a little bit of preparation insight, so to speak. And so we have cultivated a document that does exactly that. It basically kind of gives them an outline of what they can expect and kind of what goes on. Yeah, it's um, it's really just kind of a, a quick little um, sheet that has a, you know, it's got a spot for your name and phone number in case they have any questions, but it really does kind of lay out exactly what's going to happen. And, and I think it's pretty important because, you know, when a homeowner, you know, they may have one expectation of, of you know, what's going to happen. You're going to drive up in a truck. You're going to um, run a hose up there and you're going to be done in 30 minutes. Yep, you know, exactly. that, that's pretty reasonable. Wait. That's not what happens. Yeah, no, exactly. Yeah, we don't. So, <laughs> not a magic wand where poof, the job's done. Yeah, and unfortunately, I mean, I know as ridiculous as that description was, um, you, you never know. Some people can think that way. So, what we want to do is we really want to make sure that homeowners understand what's going to happen, so that they're not questioning you um, throughout the job or or complaining and. You know, well, why are they why are they taking so many breaks in that attic? You know, they're they're coming down every fifteen minutes. This yeah. is unbelievable. I can't it, believe I'm paying for this. Basically, a good you way know? to kind of strategically manage your homeowner's expectations, and, and we call it right on the title of the sheet is, is service preparation insight. Right. That's so. It's available actually on our website, and um, you could always reach out to to myself or Stevens and and get a copy of it. But we wanted to kind of go over this uh, today in this podcast to kind of tell you a little bit more about what's on it and what homeowners can actually expect. Exactly. And I think one of my favorites, the, the first bullet point, we'll just kind of go bullet point by bullet point. But we get so many calls, you know, homeowners get so excited about doing this. That, you know, it's fine for them. They get excited about it. But then they think, oh, my gosh, I've got two or three dogs. Is it is it OK for my dogs to be around? And absolutely. That's the very first bullet point. It says, hey. Tap is safe for use around humans and pets, but right. it's a good idea that pets are placed in a secure area for the duration of the install. Yeah, and that's that's basically to cover that. Number one, you're probably going to have a door open, and yep. if they don't want their dog running away or cat running out, if, if it's an indoor cat and shouldn't be outside, then they're going to want to secure their animals. The other thing is for safety. You never know. I mean, dogs can get in the way. Cats can get in the way. And then, you know, God forbid you you step on the poor dog. He turns around, bites you in the leg. You know, those, those are <laughs> yes. things we don't we don't want. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So, so that that's the reason that one's on there. Secure your animals, your pets. It, it's safe. But, you know, take precautions and keep them out of the way. Yep. Our our next one is um, says that we take precautions to minimize dust 
or residue created during the install from set from settling near the attic entries point. If this does occur, we make every effort to clean it up prior to our departure. However, a simple damp mop or cloth application is sufficient for keeping your home tidy. Vacuuming is an option, but shouldn't be necessary. So this basically says that you're going to get some dust in there and we're yep. going to, you know, we're going to, we're going to get a little dusty. We're going to get it on these different areas, but we're going to clean it up. So that's basically what that says. We may need to come through and, you know, if things got out of hand, we're probably going to have a vacuum in there. Um, but that's the kind of thing that just kind of sets that, that standard because they're, you know, if you think about this, they're in, in a homeowner, uh, starts looking around and sees all this dust and says, wow, these guys are making a mess. I didn't know I had to clean up after all this. And this is basically telling them that don't worry, you're going to have it, but we're going to take care of it. Yep, exactly. Exactly. So the third bullet point, all it does is, is it kind of outlays a little bit of operations, right? We, we list, Hey, it can take up to two days requires the use of specialized machines, but also, you know, consider the use for potential heavy trucks, perhaps multiple trucks and even trailers kind of depending upon the scope of the job. You know, our team is probably going to be utilizing the driveway and the road directly in front of your home for staging. You know, if parking and or traffic flow could be an issue, you know, just just let us know how we can work with you, you know, consult with us prior. And if there is a concern about, you know, weight due to certain vehicles, definitely let us know. Yeah. So, again, it's it just kind of setting that um that precaution from the beginning and what i think of on this on this bullet point too is you know the homeowner has to you know goes to work at 10 o'clock uh maybe you arrive at eight you park right on the driveway you've taken your machine out you got the the yeah. hoses out you get all set two hours two leave. hours <laughs> yeah two hours into the job they say hey you gotta move that truck i gotta go to work yeah you know exactly. now you gotta pack it all up get it up. so those are the types of things you gotta you got to, you know, it's going to help you. It's going to help the homeowner, you know, just lay it out there and, and get that info. Yeah. And, and I'd like to add this too. And this is, this is becoming a more common, you know, best practice, you know, and I know several crews that adhere to this policy 24 seven, you know, if when they have a tap job, they pull up and before they pull up the drive or into that house, they park, walk up there and say, Hey, you know, we're here. I'm not sure if you remember, you know, we're here to do the job today, but is there any concern with cars or parking or anything like that? They, they won't even pull, you know, up, up to the driveway through that house unless they confirm that that's okay with the homeowner. That, that to me, that's always a good idea. Yeah. You know, another one that once you mentioned that it brought to mind that there's a company I worked with up in the Midwest that um, they would actually send postcards out to neighbors. And this is kind of a good marketing thing to do too, but they would send postcards out to neighbors saying that, you know, we're going to be up in your neighborhood and we're going to be parking on the street. If there's any issue, you know, with our trucks in the way or any, please let us know ahead of time. You know, this is going to be something. Here's our phone number. Give us a call. You know, and it talks about what they're going to do at the homeowner's house. So they're going to be putting it in, you know, a, a pest control installation. So it's kind of a sneaky oh, yeah. way to say, that's a, hey, a good idea in marketing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of a sneaky way to say, hey, we care about the neighborhood. We're, we're here. We don't want to interfere. But oh, by the way, we're doing something at your neighbor's house that you may want. Yeah, no, totally. I, I mean, I personally get, I get calls from homeowners. They say, Hey, like they, they're like, look, this probably isn't in no regard to you, but they call and they say, look, I'm staring at a truck of one of, you know, a company that's got tap on the side. I'm really interested in doing that. You know, a lot of times just a billboard on the side of your install truck does more for you than you will realize. Right. So. 
Right, exactly. Now, the next bullet, we highly recommend that your heating and cooling system be turned off upon our, upon our arrival and remain off for a minimum of two hours after the install. Dust formed will quickly settle. Uh, the request prevents dust from entering the HVAC system and the living spaces of your home. And this is important. Now, yeah, we, we kind of say to do it ahead of time. That's a precaution. So if the homeowner sees this and reads it, they turn it off when you get there in case you forget. But yeah. as a PMP, before you start that hose up and, and get that, you know, get the tap blowing in there, you need to shut off the HVAC unit because yep. there's returns on there. If anything starts getting sucked in through the returns um, or there's a cracked pipe somewhere on a return where it's not going to make it through the uh, uh, filter, uh, goes directly into the system. It then directly gets blown out. And rather than having a little bit of dust at the entry point, you're now blowing it all over the house. Yep. Yep. That is no questions asked. Definitely turn the HVAC system off. Yeah. And so it also sets that tone that you're going to be shutting this off. So we're sorry if it's a hot day, yep. but this is what we're going to have to do. Now, can you control them, uh, you know, two hours afterward? Not really. They may go ahead and turn that thing on, uh, you know, back on immediately. Yeah. They uh, may listen to you. They may not. <laughs> <laughs> but all you can do is do the best you can and let them know that this is what you what you're recommending and put the uh, I like to have a um, just a little sticky note, you know, as you leave, just put please turn on after and then whatever two hours later is. So. Next one. What's the next one, Steven? Yeah. So the next bullet point basically address addresses, excuse me, addresses any mm. additional concerns that we may, you know, come across or things that are discovered, you know, as we prep the attic space, meaning any new crazy wildlife presence, you know, additional infestations or, or maybe even hazard things that we, we may not have caught in the initial, you know, scope and, and checking things out or, or problematic business signs situations. Um, you know, there's something, Hey, we'll, we'll bring these to your attention and we'll discuss the options immediately. And then we'll figure out what the next steps are going to be. Yeah. I mean, things that come to mind there or, you know, anything, say they're, you know, hidden in a corner somewhere, you start seeing mold forming on the, on the roof line. Well, that's a, uh, you know, kind of a building science issue of ventilation. So we need to figure out what's going on. Maybe there was, um, you know, under some old insulation, there was a uh, vermiculite a or something shows yeah. up. Yeah. Or, or a vent, you know, say a vent's laying down there where they didn't catch on the first time because it was back in the corner and that vent really, you know, that, that vent needs to be vented outside and it's only vented into the attic. So we're going to need to, you know, do something about that. So just different things that come up like that. Um, maybe all of a sudden you discovered a, a raccoon nest somewhere that we didn't know was there before. So yep, need to take some additional time to exclude a trap or do whatever. Th those are the kind of things kind of out of the left field that may come up. We got to have to address. So yeah, then there's, then there's, um, you know, the next bullet point is attics can be cramped with extreme temperature changes. Your installation crew will take multiple breaks to ensure their safety. These breaks also afford us to ensure that our top level service is being provided. You know, that's kind of what I said before. I was being a little facetious on my uh, description of, oh, you pull up, you put a hose in the attic. 30 minutes later, you're done. You walk out, <laughs> yeah. you know, and these guys are taking lots of breaks. Oh, my gosh. You know. Well, you got to remember, if it's 90 degrees outside, it's about 140 up in an attic. So, um, yeah, you have to take multiple breaks like that. And even when you're up there just in a cramped space, 
you know, I don't know. I don't know about you, Steven. You're a lot younger than I am, but I can't stay, <laughs> I can't stay cramped over for, you know, 30 minutes uh, in an attic for, you know, in an area where I can't stand up for very long. I got to stretch out. I got to take a quick break and get back at it again. So yeah, got to, got to keep your guys in good health and give them some chance to catch a breather, get some, get some cool liquids in them and, and cool off. So, yeah. So that, that's one of the things that uh, they need to be aware of that you will be doing that. Yeah. And then, so second to last bullet point is basically overall, we just make a statement. We say, Hey, look, we're in there, we're in your house, but we try to minimize our footprint. If there are any areas, you know, of your residence deemed completely off limits, you know, to the crew that you do not want us around, you know, please let us know and we'll, we'll happily work, you know, an, an acceptable solution out. Yeah. One of the things I like to add to that is, you know, when you're, as you get to doing more jobs, I mean, I'm a, I'm a pretty big fan of using like a zip wall type of thing where you're putting, um, you know, the support, there's like these support brackets that hold up the plastic and it sort of makes a hallway from, you know, the opening of the, of the house where you're entering, uh, right to the point at which you're going to the attic. That does a couple of things. It, it confines any of the dust into that area and it sort of defines the area where you're walking. So you're not, you know, impeding on other parts of the house, the homeowner feels a little bit better about that. And it just kind of takes this bullet point of, you know, yeah. someone just wandering in and all of a sudden they're in the, you know, the baby's bedroom, you know, yeah. what are they doing yeah. there? Oh, I got it's, lost. You know, it's a, good, it's a good way to kind of confine and also define your workspace. Yeah. So it's a, you know, that's a good way to do it. And then finally, uh, upon completion of the install, a warranty is placed on the attic entry for future reference. And again, we've, I think we go over this all the time. I think we did it last podcast. We talked about the warranty. Yep. Make a few copies of it, fill it out, put, you know, put one at the entry of the attic, give one to the homeowner, and then you have one uh, for your records, uh, fill them out. They, it takes no time to do. And, um, and that way they have their warranty for, for the years and lifetime of the home. Yep, exactly. So if, so if you're, you know, if you're out there and you're selling tap jobs, we highly recommend have a couple of these copies. And every time you, you close a deal or when you're scheduling a job, you know, make sure the homeowner gets a copy of this. It's just a good way to kind of manage their expectations. So. Absolutely. Well, good. So, uh, you can find that service preparation insight right on our website. Uh, if you want to send us an email at podcast at tapinstallation.com and ask for it there, we will send it off to you. Yep. So yep. we got a couple of questions here uh, again this week, Stevens. Okay. Uh, first one is from Luke in Virginia. All right. And he says that an insulation contractor in his area is telling people that his insulation kills bugs just like tap. Is there an insulation a contractor can buy that kills bugs? I would say no. And the ultimate looming question is, hey, just ask them to provide the label that their product does that. And generally that that squanders all myths and and Yeah, exactly. I mean we have this we have the uh uh, specimen label um, and we've talked about this in the past but you should have a copy of that and I would provide them provide the homeowner uh, with the specimen label and say this is the 20 yep. 21 insects we kill please ask your you know insulation contractor for their list because if it kills insects they must have one but 
You know, the real short answer is unless that insulation contractor has a pest control license, um, he does not have a product that's going to kill insects. Yeah. Easiest way to overcome is say, hey, look, we use TAP. This is their label. It's an EPA registered pesticide. You can see their number right there and you can see the list on the label of the insects that it kills. And, and generally that's all you have to do. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, good chance there is. And unfortunately, there are some contractors that do spread those uh, dirty rumors. And it is, uh, if it is a huge problem, uh, Luke, you can report that to your local regulatory agency and they will uh, hopefully look into that and uh, send them a nice little letter telling them to stop saying that. Uh, Next question is from Jose in New York. And he wants to know, is there a way to stop the static electricity shock when installing Mm. tap? Jose, that is a good question. It's something (laughs) Chris and I noodle on from time to time. You know, there's, there's a lot of myths and tall tales out there, but we have not found a way that works for certain 100% of the time. Generally it's due to, you know, real dry climates, um, you know, between seasons, different places, but you can ground the machine. Some say you can, you can, you know, you can wet the insulation, um, but we have not come across something that is a 100% golden answer for that. Chris, what do you, you have, what, what are your thoughts? Yeah. I, I mean, I agree with you. There's no, there's no 100% way to do it. Um, you're dealing with a dry product. It's going through a plastic hose. It's going to create static um, to try to kill it. Um, I've seen things done from grounding yourself, which is the, probably the worst thing to do because that, <laughs> yeah. you know, you ground yourself off. It just builds a static up, you know, and, and uses you to ground. So that yeah. doesn't work. I've seen uh, guys put on really big gloves, you know, like these electrical worker gloves, yep. And, yep. you know, but that's a great way to build up the static large enough. Yeah, yeah. That it, it jumps off and hits you even harder. Yeah. than it would if you just let it jump um using a little bit of uh, uh fabric Fa- softener fabric or, softener yeah yeah a, a couple squirts with every bag that goes in that helps i don't think it cures it um one of the things i've noticed that it does and i actually am a fan of doing that because um i think that's the thing that i found works the best but it doesn't stop the static it just makes them smaller yeah, I, and you know the thing with static electricity is there's no uh, amps behind it. Amps are what kills people. Volts doesn't really do anything. Yeah. Uh, it hurts, but yeah. it won't it won't kill you. Yeah, and and generally it's not. I have to be careful here. Generally, it's not as bad as it may seem. <laughs> so to speak. Yeah. I know that's all temperamental and depends. But the only other thing I was going to add is you know I have had some some crews and some customers say they have. You know, a lot of your box stores have um, grounding rod kits, so to speak, comes with a wire and a grounding rod that you put into the ground and put into the machine. And and some have laid claim to say, hey, that that is fixed all of their issues. I've I've seen it both sides. I've seen them installed in that and not work, and I've seen some installed and work. So it just it just kind of all depends. So, Jose, not a beautiful answer there, but that's just the way it is. <laughs> so. Yeah, it's kind of like suck it up, take the little shocks, and move on. Yeah, yep. <laughs> it'll go away or you can just you know what you can inst- in- install the insulation on a rainy day yeah <laughs> <It won't... laughs> yeah typically it typically happens on those really cold so we're coming off of the cold season we're finally in the march here late in the march and 
Yeah, your January, February, cold weather, clear sky, that's when you feel it. So hopefully as we get into some April showers, you won't feel it. Yeah, so Luke and Jose, thanks for the questions and sending those in. We will get your tap gift pack on the way out to you. And again, anybody else who has good questions, topics, comments, concerns, podcast at tapinsulation.com. So let's move on into the next portion. We've got the ever classic herd in the field. And so, Chris, what do you have for us this week? Well, I had a little history lesson last week, and then a couple of uh, listeners told me that, hey, get back to the gym, will you? Oh, man, I need to call those guys. (laughs) (laughs) So I've got a few for you today. Let's uh, fun. I got a fun fact first. Okay. Uh, Did you did you know? And I know you went to Hawaii recently, but did you know that there is no loud laughing allowed in Hawaii? I did not know that. No, you can just, the only thing they allow is just aloha. (laughs) That's pretty good. That's pretty good. I've uh, got some, got some family station down there. I'll have to relay that joke to them. So (laughs) I saw a great movie about a very large insect. Yeah. It was yeah, XL ant. <laughs> Jeez. I was thinking it was going to be something great. I was thinking like Men in Black where that giant cockroach like blows up and he goes inside and shoots his way out. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm going to stay on the insect theme here. So so okay. what, what insect is smarter than a talking parrot? Mm, I, I have no clue. Come on. I figured you'd know this one. A spelling bee. I did start farming bees, but none of I know. Spelling. I know. That's why you got the bee guy now. That's a good one. So, what was the Soviet Union's most secretive insect? Mm, I'd say something red. I don't know. Yeah, no, it's a, it's a form of a bee. It's called the KGB. <laughs> That's a good one. That's a good one. Well, well that'll wrap us up. No, I got one more. Okay, don't wrap me I, up. Don't right, wrap me yeah, up. I give I, you one more. I just I just failed my wasp identification exam. Uh-oh. Yeah, I got a B. <laughs> and that'll do it. <laughs> That's enough. We're good. Leave these <laughs> <of> sanity. <laughs> that'll do it for this week, folks. We will uh we'll uh, see you next time. Until then, be well. All right, folks. Remember, keep the feet on those joists. <laughs>